This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. This episode is powered by MetaFans. MetaFans is an NFT project for all the sports lovers. You know why you should get MetaFans? You know why you should get it? Because it got the ultimate utility. What is utility? It's the perks of having the NFT. You thought about getting an NFT, right? Probably. So this is the one to get for sports lovers. You know why? Because free ticket giveaways, free in real life events. They're going to be doing cash prizes for fantasy sports and all that good stuff. Pickums and all that. You love fantasy sports. I know it, right? Yeah. Okay. So then you're going to go to the website, metafans.com. You're going to mint it for 0.08. You're going to buy it. That's what mint means. You're going to buy it, right? 0.08 around 250, right? 250. You get all that. They just had a Super Bowl party at Wrigley Field. They rented out the whole stadium. It was nuts. It's crazy. It's lit. They're doing all these good things. I think personally, it's one of the most slept on projects. It's all about the perks. You guys think it's just a JPEG. This is what you get when you get a JPEG, you know, go check it out. Metafans.com. M E T A F A N S.com. Metafans.com. Go mint it. If you mint one, tag me in it at PCG seven, tag me average side, tag me PG sports, whatever tag Metafans, obviously tag me too and see what happens. Maybe you'll get another, maybe you'll get another perk. Who knows? You never know. Check it out, MetaFans. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Savage Podcast. Our special guest today is Keith Barry. Keith, how's it going? Hey, it's going great, man. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. I appreciate your time. coming on. Yeah, glad glad we connected on Twitter. Uh, that's how I've been meeting a lot of new people, so it's dope to just get the people on. And uh, I'm a big sports fan. I work in sports, too, so I wanted to get you on since you were into sports and NFTs. Um, knowing that you're an MMA fighter, just tell me a little bit of background about yourself and how did you get into mixed martial arts? Um, I grew up in Marietta, California. And just as a child, I was, my mom was a single mother and I just got into a lot of shit and I got into a lot of fights, um, when I was like 14, 15 and my wrestling coach in high school just said, you know what, man, if you're a real man, you'll do it in the ring. And, uh, I started getting more in jujitsu and just like kind of like really respecting martial arts. And then when I was 18, I turned pro. I found like a manager and had some amateur fights. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, that was back in 2005. And um, I fought all the way up to about 2015. I got suspended for actually smoking weed. And then I came back and I fought for Bellator for a couple of weeks. The COVID hit. So I've really, I've taken like two years off from COVID. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking to still finish my career in the U and get some more fights. I think I'm on a two, no, I'm on a three fight win streak right now. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, but cool. I've handed myself to the NFT kid just because I've been super into NFTs lately and just like geeking out on it hardcore, basically just to be honest yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. And, yeah. um, yeah, just going back um, into the MMA career, like I know you just said you got suspended for like smoking and things like that, but like how and how crazy is it now that it's like kind of like normalized and it's not like frowned upon now? Yeah, so it was a weird transition. So I saw that, right? So I yeah. saw they were like totally, and they weren't totally against it. I feel like yeah. no one really cared, yeah. but uh, kind of I they usually like just don't test for that. I don't know. It was a specific test somebody might have just uh knew i was smoking or something so um then i kind of saw that transition over a year and then when i came back after i fought 
after I, my year off or whatever. And then it became legal during that year. I came back and I smoked in the crowd after my fight and the, <laughs> the commission didn't even care. They didn't care. They like were happy for me. And uh, it was just funny. So I feel like a lot has changed. There's like a certain amount of metabolites that are allowed in your system. So basically they just don't want you to be high during the fight. You can, you could smoke recreationally, um, you know, for recovery, for, you know, just, just for fun, if you want, whatever. But as long as you're not high during the fight is where our, they've kind of told us they, they don't want. So that's why there's a certain amount of metabolites that basically if you test over 150 metabolites, I think, then that you're basically high within the last like 10 hours. So. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And then what, what was it like just coming up in the ranks? I know you fought for a lot of organizations and <laughs> um, obviously you fought for like big ones like strike force and Bellator. So what, what was that whole experience like? And I know you're a veteran. You got like, what do you got? Like 34 fights, 32. Something, like that, yeah. something like there. But uh, yeah, I, I had, um, I started off in like King in the cage a smaller organization, really popular, like Uriah Faber came from Kina Cage, um, Quentin Rampage Jackson. So I kind of came from that. I, I won the belt there. I had a lot of like good, like real good start, I feel like, in my MMA career. And then uh, I just got into some injuries. I'm kind of the type that I, I just accepted all fights. And even if I was injured or whatever. And um, yeah, so. I, I've had my ups and downs, ups and downs, and I fought everywhere. So I feel like I have a lot of experience now, and my body's still in really good shape. And uh, I just want to like end my career in the UFC, get a couple more. There's been a lot of people that I've seen in the UFC lately in the last couple of years that I've trained side by side with, and I I feel like I match up really well against some of these guys. So um, yeah, I'm just I, I feel like this is my year. I made a little money in crypto and a little money in doge so uh now i can kind of focus a little more on training a little more on uh just like recovery <laughs> yeah. it, it's hard when you're you're fighting and you're trying to work another job and trying to support yourself and then try to get sponsors and then you're paying your manager you're paying all these things it's uh if you're not at the very top in the ufc it's hard to really make a, a good living being a fighter you know yeah and i think that's uh like a big issue coming up now um I'd say love him or hate him. Like Jake Paul keeps on calling out for that. And, um, like UFC fighters is not getting paid enough, uh, yeah. which is interesting. Obviously. I mean, it's a little, I feel like he's a little going a little above the top, but like, I think he might be telling the truth a little bit too. So, so what yeah. are your, like your takes on that? I uh, Jake Paul, man, he's a smart businessman. He really is. He's marketed himself well. He's like the perfect heel. Everybody loves to hate him. And uh, he's making a lot of money from that. So, you know, I I, I commend him for it, you know. And uh, that knockout, that last knockout he got over Tyrone Woodley, I'm friends with Tyrone, and I've trained with him a lot. And um, that was a real fucking knockout, and that was solid. And, uh, you know, much respect to Jake and everything he's doing. He's right. He's over-exaggerating because that's his whole his whole gimmick, you know. He's just so exaggeratory with everything. So, um yeah, he's doing a good job. He's bringing awareness to it. Um, I on the on the flip side, I like Dana White a lot. He's always like taking care of me, even when I wasn't with the UFC. He's given me tickets and done certain things, and you know, um, he, I think he's just a, like a really cool guy. He kind of does take care of people that he's done business with for a long time. So, 
yeah, I think they're they're both they're both fucking cool guys. But yeah. Jake is uh, he's is bringing some awareness to it, yeah. so it I think it's healthy. I think it's good for the sport. So yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's the other thing. Like fan, like I don't think fans realize like a lot of guys do have second jobs. Yeah, for and sure. That's like a like a big like like you were just saying like training, going to job training. Like that's a lot for somebody in general. Yeah. Um, and then to perform at your best and things like that. But I also saw you were on the the Chuck Liddell um, Tito Ortiz three card. Um, so what was what was that like to be on a, a card like that? See something like that. I'll give you a little background on that guy. Um, I would actually like to fight that guy again. That that was um, he was a really respectable opponent. He was in the Ultimate Fighter. Really tough guy. Um, I was getting ready for bare knuckle boxing, and I was like, I've been training for bare knuckle boxing for like three months. And then um, two opponents fell out, and then they didn't want to pay for my flight. So I ended up just, like, pulling out of the fight. And then a week later, I got a call from Oscar De La Hoya's, um, like, management. And they were saying they're putting on a fight, and they need somebody last minute. And so it was, like, one of those things. And uh, I almost knocked the guy. I really gave him some good shots in the beginning, and he took me down. And uh, he, he got me in a rear naked choke, I believe. But um, yeah, something like that. It's just kind of like the story of my career where I was training for something else and I, I saw an opportunity and I kind of need the money and, uh, you know, shit happens. But uh, now I'm training. I'm training a lot. I'm doing my jiu-jitsu, doing everything, doing my cardio. I'm eating good. I mean, I have more time than I've ever had. So it's it's really nice. So I I expect my performance to, you know, go up. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, now you seem like a humble, nice guy. Do you turn on a different switch when you get in the cage? Uh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> people say, like, don't, like, fight with anger and shit, but yeah. I feel better when I'm a little, like, I mean, it's a fight, you know? I, I, I came up street fighting. Um, even though, no, no matter how you want to put it, it's a fight. I know we're, we're professional fighters. We're being professional, but, uh, when I do get in the cage, I, I don't like to like the person. I just like to like smash on them and get my game plan done and win. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but I, but I do respect another fighter. I know we're doing the same thing. He's going through a lot of stuff in his life. I'm sure. And to be where he's at. So I always respect who I'm fighting, you know? Yeah. No, for sure. Um, now, just I know you're into NFTs, big into NFTs. That's how I linked up with you. Um, <clears throat> so tell me about how you got into NFTs, and, and when and when was it? I got into NFTs. Um, it was probably it was it wasn't even a year ago. It was like probably nine months ago. I heard about it from a friend on Twitter. I was on. I was in a Doge originally um, back in like 2019. I picked up some just from a friend telling me about it, and then um, I came back on Twitter in like 2020 and just kind of like building up. And then um, last year, everything kind of like blew up with Doge and everything. And then I kind of like saw some other people getting into NFTs, and then I'm like, I've heard about what they were, you know, but I, I wasn't really sure, and I just like went deep on Gary V videos and just like explanations of what they are. And now I kind of have like my own like explanation of what I tell people they are. I tell different people different things actually, because um, it's like, it's kind of 
you know, you're pitching to your audience, right? So yeah. some them like I just tell them a very basic way, and then some people that are a little more advanced, I feel like I I tell them like another way. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely feel you on that because I like the basic things. I just tell people is just like yeah, it's like digital sports cards if you could picture that. I guess like just in the simplest way. Um, simple. Yeah. yeah. But now just getting into it, and you know, and now a lot of people are kind of contacting me like asking me to to make projects or whatever, or like them make helping them make, pro I'm like, it's way harder than you think. Like, it's like a whole business. If you start a big project, like a 10,000, 8,000 project, something like that. Yeah, no, people have said the same thing to me and, uh, it takes a lot of time and you want like a good team, maybe like a five people that really know what they've done and maybe have done a project already. That's been successful. Not just like everyone's just trying it for the first time and yeah. just hope, all gonna work you know um i've just seen different projects sell different ways too and market different ways and there's a way to market things really smart and like really use your money sparingly which i think they should and then uh, as much organic growth as you can you know and then yeah i mean there's a there's a thousand people talk about this a lot to me and i if I'm really going to make a project, I would want to make it with somebody in real life that's an artist that wants to get into NFTs that's interested. So then I'm like, all right, well, then here's a real artist from the real world. I'm taking into NFTs and I'm going to kind of introduce them to the world and then find somebody that's a really good developer to build out a contract that's not a fucking rug pull. That's a really solid contract for the holders for you know the makers everything for the creators so something like that but it, like you're saying man it's it's tough you need you need a like whole business plan right because yeah. there's a lot of money involved there's yeah. like millions of dollars if you sell out a 10,000 collection at like 0 0.0 even 5 ETH or something you know yeah. and millions of dollars so there should be like some real strategic planning and uh, I know that, so that's why I haven't even tried yet, you know? Exactly. exactly. But I have it in my mind, you know? If something happens and all the, the pieces come together, then I would definitely, like I said, I would get somebody that is into NFT, that wants to get into it, that maybe it's their first project with linked with other people that have done successful projects that can, like, see this artist do well in the NFT arena. And then just, like, at least we have a lot of chance to win, you know? Yeah. No, I think that's a, I think that's a great idea. Like find a dope artist that's not into NFTs yet, and then hopefully they have a but following already too. So then, that they're like, oh, I'm interested, but they they probably have so much shit on their plate, yeah. like a lot that they need uh, they need the extra push. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I already told some of my friends that are like, I I got one friend that's a tattoo artist, and I was, and he's like good at drawing and stuff. And I told him about it. And he just he just doesn't get the concept yet, but eventually he'll see like once start like once more people start posing about it like i think it's uh the stat was like only like three percent of americans like own an nft right now so super new did you get like a caption that popped up on your twitter that said like this is what an nft is and it kind of like gives you this breakdown and they're talking about verifying nfts on twitter did you get that yeah it just happened it just happened yeah. Yeah. so i'm like everyone's just getting this so like if everyone's getting that, it's kind of like people are like, well, what's an NFT? Even yeah. people that have now. So like, I mean, it's, it's becoming mainstream, right? It's uh, well, Twitter is definitely the, the place for NFTs. It's where everyone wins at with NFTs. I feel like. So, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I like I like it because I, I feel like a lot of people have been sleeping on Twitter just for years, anyways. Like, and I I always thought it was a great platform, so it's dope to actually see it's getting uh, utilized because, um, like, on Instagram you can't really click on stuff, you know, and on Twitter you could click on stuff, you go on the links, and then you could find all the stuff. So yeah, and I think like you said that 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 what you just said that's gonna blow people's mind with the NFT uh, pictures or yeah, pictures. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you think is next for, um, just like NFTs in general? Like what, and then what projects are you looking at? Like that are coming out soon? Um, what's next for them? Uh, a lot of people are getting into this metaverse stuff. I'm really like bullish on the whole metaverse sandbox, Decentraland, Mana, all that. Um, I'm, I wanted to buy some sandbox. It's like 3.5 Ethereum for the floor. And I'm like, I don't know if I could justify it to myself yet, even though I I know it's a good investment because I'm like, obviously I'm really into NFTs and it's just like, I don't know. I just don't know how to, to pick a plot. And I'm like, I know Axie infinity is doing a whole metaverse too. And uh, there's just a lot to choose from. Right. So Uh, I have a friend that got into Axie Infinity really early and he made like a ton of money. And I'm like, shit, man, that's, I, I think, I feel like they're a really, really solid company. So, and I feel like they're still going to do well and they're still going to go up. So yeah, I'm still kind of thinking about it all. Um, the, the space is just like, it grows so quickly, right? Yeah. So many things I hear about every day. Um, but it's still a small community. It's still just like you said, like only 3% of people in the world have ever like heard of NFTs. So it's, uh, there's still a lot of, a lot of room to grow. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause like last Saturday, I think I was supposed to go out and I didn't go out and I'm, I, I'm happy I didn't go out because then there was like a whole bunch of pro like random projects that just like blew up and like sold out. I don't know. Yeah. It's just like nuts. Like it, 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 every, anything could just happen. And, um, but like I, I have learned re- I mean, not, I learned this, last year but this year i'm not just going to hold all my nfts i'm going to buy maybe like a little more and i'm going to flip a couple because i just see these floor like sometimes they run way up and then if you don't sell and yeah. you're holding on then you just you kind of leave a lot of money on the table and it, you can buy back in at the bottom again because it, it happens fast it happens in a, like a day and a half yeah so it's like you, you can't be patient and wait so that's kind of like my, my new thing. And I kind of changed my, my whole plan. I was like, Oh, I'm not going to sell for a whole year. Yeah. And just seen so many projects that I got into just like never recover from where they were. So I'm like, like I'm bullish. I still like the art. It's still dope. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to sell some of them, but I'm not selling because I pretty much can't. So, <laughs> yeah. but I, I'm just like, I'm thinking I, I'm a collector. I like to collect them, but I'm going to try to make a little money too. So I feel like taking profits isn't a bad thing. And um, some people are just really on certain projects. They're like, if you sell, they're like, oh, you sold. They like shame, yeah, you yeah, like, yeah. you know, selling shame or, but. Yeah. No, that's exactly what I've been figuring out is like they shoot up after like a couple of days and mm-hmm. then it just go, it, find, it like levels itself out. So I'm like the same exact way you're thinking. Like, I'm like, all right, I think I'm going to try to start getting like two and then just flip one and then keep one. Cause some of them I do actually do like, and I do think they're going to might be worth more in the, the long term. but like the yeah, and then if, flip is like nuts. Then it'll kind of save you then. Right. Yeah. So 
yeah for sure for sure like even like yesterday uh i haven't checked what the nelk boys one was but like right when it went when it first got uh minted it went up to like two eth and then by the end of the day it was at one mm -hmm. and it minted for 0.75 so like you could have doubled your money real quick and then yeah. bought back in and still so you would have had one eth and you had a one one card yeah so is, is it boys is, it, is that how you say it yeah the nelk boys yeah was yeah my buddy told me about that one um yeah. i thought that one was gonna sell out so quick how how like 10 minutes or something yeah it was nuts they have like a huge following like yeah yeah crazy big following but that's why i was i was interested to see how their fans converted because i don't once again like i don't think all these people are into nfts so mm -hmm. i think it was like a little of the nft community and then like their fans probably just got into it yesterday like too like that's why I, I don't know it's nuts but they're also from canada too so that's interesting too yeah hopefully the fans will just buy a bunch of secondary and then the market will keep going yeah yeah um what about what about sports and, and nft and crypto like how do you see that like in the in the next i don't know a couple of years i know ufc just did the deal with crypto.com yeah and then you know ufc has their own um nfts they're coming out with a whole collection and a whole series with their fighters so um i don't know i don't know how that's gonna work so say like someone like sean o'malley he has some i don't know if you know the crypto cannabis club mm -hmm. uh cc so he has like a, a specific one-on-one and i think he has a couple in the collection i think he bought into the project so i'm like someone like him if they make a specific nft for the ufc is he gonna want to rep his own nft or is he gonna rep the ufc's um I don't know. I think there's a little more like freedom because they just don't understand it, you know, the technology and they don't understand, like they don't get it, you know, but they're, they, they're just like down because they're like, Oh, this is probably going to generate funds and it's, it opens up another market. They don't really have to do anything. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. With athlete and celebrity projects right now, like I don't really like the ones when it's like actually them, like when it, if it's someone like, so say if, if you made one and it was like your face, <laughs> like yeah. instead of, like i rather i want it to be like a like say like ozzy osbournes comes out today actually like his is like crypto bats like it's not yeah him, but it's like related to him but not like i think those ones i think it has to be like i said like it has to be some kind of i don't know pro, like animal or something like that <laughs> basically Def not them definitely just a monkey a cool monkey yeah, oh my god anything i'm kind of sick of the apes but we'll see <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what up is uh the apocalyptic apes and i was kind of on their team a little bit helping them you know market a little bit and uh that ran way up and i sold a couple of them late but i'm glad i did because i sold them at like two ethereum to 1.5 a couple and then now the floor is all the way down to like 0.4 even though i'm bullish on the project long term they seem like a cool group of guys like I don't know. It just seems cool, but I'm glad I did what I did, right? Because from now, now I still have four, and if they run back up, then I'm I'm cool. Yeah, no, but, definitely. Yeah, and I think that like that's like I think that's like one of the best artworks. Yeah, yeah. I just like, like I, I like the web, right. It's just like yeah. some have like shot like they got shot in their ear, and they're like golden. They got these face masks. They're just yeah. dope. Like, really cool style. I just feel like people really vibed with that. And it was crazy because right before Christmas, and he, they were talking about burning them. They're like, yeah, if yeah. we don't out, we're going to burn them. 
And I was like, oh, I was going to buy like 10 one night. And I was like high. And I was like, I'm going to buy 10 more. And I just didn't. I don't know the gas. I was just like worried about gas. And then the next day, I don't, I don't know what happened, but somebody bought in and then they just flew. Yeah. And then, like, it was the first project that I kind of saw everything really fly like that. It was kind of cool. So um, I did get into the Robotos like about a year. When I first started, I got into the Robotos. So I feel like that project's been doing really well. And they have some really, really like, I could, anyone friendly, you know, it's obviously it's like a kid friendly kind of thing, but I mean, it's like, it's PG, right? It's for like anyone. So I, I really like that project too. And that guy, Pablo, he's like a super charismatic uh, guy from Mexico, just like really cultured and like, I don't know. You just like want to bet on the guy because he just seems like he's going to fucking make shit happen. And I like the art. It's cool art. And they have like a really strong, like central community, not central, but like connected community, you know, yeah. they feel all really do know each other. So yeah, yeah. Dope. yeah. I definitely didn't get one because I was not into it then, but I wish I did get one when it was early. Cause I think those ones are dope. And I saw they did a, they did a collab, I think with times too. Yeah. Yeah. They have, Bunch of street art too in Mexico and some in downtown LA. So I mean, they're just like I don't know. They're a cool little project. They're doing like some utility for their community. They did like a, I think they have a, a cartoon and they have like their own metaverse with their own little video game and all this stuff. So they're um, they're definitely like really building their project out. Right. Yeah. Some of these projects they run up, they run down, and then there's like nothing else. Like they're just done. They made their they sold out and then they they their floor dropped and then there's just no more announcements and they just uh... yeah yeah for sure all right you ready for some fun questions yeah let's hear it all right who who are your who were your like top three fighter your favorite fighters like growing up um top favorite i like don fry a lot <laughs> all right you know who don fry is he has a no. solid <laughs> old school he used to wear these like american gladiator like american flag shorts and just like whoop people's ass in japan um so i really liked him i like dan henderson a lot i used to train with dan over in temecula for years and years and i grew up in marietta temecula area and um yeah so i've kind of just gone between team quest and extreme couture my whole career so dan henderson um don fry um I like Trail Sonnen. I like Trail Sonnen's uh, personality a lot. I, w I don't know if he's like my favorite fighter. Um, and maybe like Anderson Silva, just because I feel like in my time, he was like one of the, the greatest of all time. You know, it's kind of like a different era now. But um, yeah, I feel like he's definitely one of my, my favorites. Yeah, for sure. Um, what about would you ever do a boxing match? Yeah, I've done like I've done like maybe six. Oh, we're, oh, you did pro boxing? Yeah, I've done. Oh. I'm. I did. I I was three and zero, and then I started fighting some real boxers. <laughs> I cut like much weight in the fight, and I, and um, I lost a decision, and then uh, I got stopped twice. I went to Hollywood. I fought this guy, this undefeated boxer. Uh, he was actually one of Freddie Roach's guys. So I I, I kind of got into it too fast, kind of like how I do with a lot of things. But um, no, boxing's boxing's a lot of fun, and uh, it's it's just different, you know. It's it's a different art. I I'm probably not going to do any more boxing because I want to just concentrate on MMA, and I like jiu-jitsu a lot, and that's like an 
I like to box. I like to strike, but then sometimes people will try to take me down. And then I have like a really quick counter jiu-jitsu game, if that makes sense. Like guillotines, runic chokes, and triangles when people are panicked, when they're not trying to get knocked out. And it's worked well for me in my career. So I'm probably going to use that in my next couple of fights. So yeah. I'm going to try out, but I feel like they're going to try to take me down. So I'm going to have to use Shitsu on them. So gotcha. Um, who, who would your dream matchup be if you, if you pick like anyone like dead or alive to fight? Yeah. Shit. Um, shit. That's a hard question. Um, I don't know. Maybe I've always wanted to fight Chris Liebet. All right. So, any, any reason why? <laughs> um, we have like a similar style, I think, and I always thought I could beat him. And I, I watched him coming up. I actually like him. He's a nice guy. I was really impressed with him. He had this like Ultimate Fighter. He was in the Ultimate Fighter house, and he drank all night. And the next day, they had like this workout where they ran on the treadmill for like all these miles and he ended up like beating everyone after he was drinking all night the night before so i was like damn this guy's solid i don't know why i fight him from that but i just like i don't know i just think it'd be cool to fight him that's funny all right last one yeah. what, are, what is something people don't know about you um don't know about me i don't know i work in the industry as well i uh it's i got partnered up with a company called grow packer so i'm like a partner in this distribution company and uh, we have like probably 10 different brands so i kind of do that on the side as well and i train and uh look up nfts all day so <laughs> that's dope but people already know that so what do they don't know i don't know <laughs> well, I, I love snowboarding i love to snowboard all right that's cool yeah all right keith well i appreciate you coming on and uh could you let the listeners know where they can follow you at yeah, just my Twitter. I'm mostly on Twitter. I have an Instagram and Facebook. Uh, who cares about that? It's all about Twitter. Twitter's uh, KOKid951 is my at handle. But yeah, I appreciate your time, man. 